players don't play harder clubs because they're better than us and so they can get away with playing more difficult clubs. They play smaller, more compact clubs because the smaller, more compact it is, the more that they can do with the golf ball. This is the Fitting Room Podcast with your hosts, Nate Adelman and AJ Volpel. Oh, what is going on, Nate? Sorry, just a nice big stretch. Stretch because it's time for another episode of the Fitting Room Podcast. I'm AJ Vopel. And that over there is Nate Adelman. Oh, Nate, Nate, Nate. This episode, this episode of the Fitting Room. Well, you know, before I get to the episode, thank you for joining, first of all. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in and calling in to the weekly live show that we do every single Monday, 5 o'clock Pacific, 8 o'clock Eastern, on Sirius XM, PJ Tour Radio. That's right. They gave us a show, a live show on the radio where we answer questions for a good hour, probably the best hour of the week. And we have some developments in the works that I can't announce yet, but it has something to do with that show. I think they might start paying us for that show, Nate. Is that is that the rumor that you were hearing? The the agents were still battling that out. Were they? They couldn't figure out. Uh, they couldn't come to an agreeable terms. Um, they wanted to go much higher than we were comfortable with. So, <laughs> so AJ, you seem a little low energy. Are you okay over there? No, I'm good. I'm good. I was just. Uh, I have. I just have so much. So much on my mind. So much on my plate. A lot well, of work to do. <clears throat> a lot of outstanding work to do. I was just away for. Oh man, I was away for. 11 days in New York um, with our partners at the Metropolitan Golf Association. Shout out to the MGA. We sponsor the Met Open Championship, Nate, which is the biggest. Fun fact about the Met Open, it's the second oldest open championship in the country next to the U.S. Open. That's right. That's right. It's almost as old as the U.S. Open. So I was over there for that at the Piping Rock Club on Long Island. Uh, is that, seeing some family, is playing that some golf. older than the Ely Cup? It is much older than the Ely Cup. How about the Grinders Cup? <laughs> much older than the Grinders ah, Cup. Okay. Older than the Granddaddy. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So it's uh, rich history. So, you know, I'm just kind of getting back in the uh, in the motion. I'm super happy to be here, obviously. Um, the topic today, blending sets, Nate, you know, is very close to my heart. We're on a little bit of a, you know? sh- a streak here. Of when the people tell us that what they want us to cover, we go ahead and cover it. That's the beauty of going we, weekly now. We did that with the Three Wood episode. We did that with the Grips episode this past week, which yeah. was awesome. I think people were like, oh, it's going to be a Grips episode. Who cares? And it turned out it was awesome. I think awesome we, episode. when we first did the Grip episode, I think it was three years ago now. Wow. Yeah, it was probably about three years ago or two and a half years ago, whatever. That was like one of our most popular episodes yeah. for a long time. So I'm glad that you guys. I'm glad that you guys got to uh, so to t- bang that one out today with the uh, invention of the internet and um, having content all the time with social media and golf WRX. People are seeing in tour players' bags that oftentimes tour players are not playing one set of irons through the full set of the set of clubs, and that got some people questioning. Hey, what? Why is for example, Phil Mickelson playing four or five different types of irons in his iron set. Why does AJ Vopel have four different types of irons in his iron set? Uh, but no, it's a good question. And so today we are going to break down uh, 
why might someone want to do that? And yes. what uh, maybe help diagnose, should you be doing this as well? Yeah, hopefully af- after this episode, if we did a good enough job, you'll either come to the realization of, no, like I, there's no reason for me to do it. Or you might be like after this episode, damn, like that makes so much sense. I understand. I get it. I want to do it. I want to split my set. I want to split it at the four iron. I want to split it at the seven iron. I want to split it at the pitching wedge. You could, you know, we're going to give you all the options. And then the art behind it is how do you blend them? So if you say for the types of shots I hit with my four iron, I want this type of iron Mm -hmm. for the types of shots I hit with my nine iron. I want this type of iron. Uh, we're going to break down how you blend those to make sure that you're not leaving yourselves big gaps as well. Right. So make sure we're going to get to that in just one sec, but make sure you subscribe to the fitting room, part of the Cali podcast network. Make sure you're leaving reviews and what you want to see on future fitting room episodes. Now that it is weekly on Mondays, uh, we've, we've, we've gotten to a nice little role here, a nice little habit of posting on time. Every week, live show, podcast, it's all going down. A lot of fitting room content to consume. So we like diving into these these tiny topics like blending sets. So, Nate, let's get on it. My first question for you. You're a decent player. You are. You're a good player. Oh, thank you. You know? You like player's iron, but you are a man of authenticity and forgiveness. Mm. So you like the player shape because you strike the ball well, but you you don't well, like to sacrifice you don't like to sacrifice some things. Well, for me, I think it's I want to shoot the lowest scores I can. I guess I'm old fashioned in that regard. Yeah. I don't like to sandbag. Right. I want to every time I play, I want to set my personal best. That's right, the intensity that I bring to it. You're not trying to pad your handicap. No, I want to I want to pad it the other way. Right. Okay. So so my so. My thing is, you like a player's shape, but maybe on your low irons, for instance, you want something that's going to help you maybe get more launch, or you're not as consistent with a so, player's iron. Here's what we see as we're in the high irons. Here's what we see: we see it. Irons. We see a mid handicapper who will uh, go, be in a in a golf shop at a fitting, and they'll look down at a pro iron. You know, like a Apex Pro, which I brought. I brought some props today. Yep, you brought some Apex I brought irons. My, I brought Apex Pro. I brought Apex, yep. which is probably the most, probably the easiest set that we have and the best performing set we have that can be blended easily. Yes. Yes. Um, so I brought these two uh, irons here, and you know, a, a, a mid handicapper will go into a fitting bay and they'll look down at this Apex Pro iron. Yes. And they'll be like, "That is just damn. stunning. That is damn. gorgeous. Yeah. I want to hit this." But after the eight iron, I can't really hit it anymore. You know, yeah. like if it, if golf was just my pitching wedge, I'd be great. But after the eight iron, I can't hit this anymore. Okay, so let's go with a really full, nice, complete set like the Apex. Can't, honestly, can't go wrong there. No. But there are certain trade-offs, right? Apex is going to be a little more forgiving. It's going to be a little higher launching. But if you're a type of player who does want some trajectory control – 
plays in really thick rough. You need to be able to cut through the rough easier. Yeah, maybe like to shape it a little bit. Shape it. The, that's the reason that you would play a smaller club. That's the reason tour, tour players don't play harder clubs because they're better than us, and so they can get away with playing more difficult clubs. Mm-hmm. They play smaller, more compact clubs because the smaller, more compact it is, the more that they can do with the golf ball. And so the the benefit of a pro style blade style iron is like you said shaping it flighting it and then also getting through rough right easier so if you're a player that's super consistent down through the eight iron now with the invention of mm. the combo set or you can piece one together yourself yep. which is like what you've done yeah. what phil does uh it's totally possible now so we're gonna get into that so the question i think that's the first that golfers should ask themselves is what do I use or how comfortable am I with each club? And if you treat each iron as an independent uh, club, then it'll start helping you get to your answer. Yeah. So if I say my nine iron, what do I use in my nine? Well, my nine iron, I'm trying to hit it close. My nine iron, I need to have spin con- club, baby. I need to have spin control. I need to have uh, be able to flight it. I don't need to be able to hit it high, land it soft, etc. Then that's something. Okay, let's look at a, a more pro style iron. If it's from the nine iron, I'm fifty fifty on hitting the greens. Then forget about it. Yeah. Go with forgiveness. You don't want you don't want a player's iron then. No, if you're fifty fifty with the nine iron on yeah. hitting greens, then then it's then you probably need something more forgiving. If you're ninety ten with the, or, or maybe even eighty twenty, I'll yeah. give you that with nine iron that you're gonna hit it. You know, within twenty-five feet of the flag, then, then we're talking. Yeah, and when I when I when we just started this segment, Nate, I I use the word authentic because a lot of what you're talking about right now is not kidding yourself, right? Yes, it's not. It's not about well, for some golfers, it's about what their bag makeup looks like. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, I, we've. Pl- I mean, uh, part of it for me, self admittedly, is. I like I want my set to look great. I want it to look cool, but I'm able to hit every club in my bag, and yeah. and that's there's there's no doubt about that. Can I benefit from potentially more forgiveness? Yeah, maybe. But for me, it's about having fun out there. It's about having confidence in what I'm looking at in my bag. So I it's, could be I could be somewhat of an outlier. It's never good to be like, "Ooh, this club is beautiful," but I never hit it because I can't. That's what I mean. I you hit know? every single club in the bag, and I right. I hit every club uh, solid. I hit my iron solid. But there are some golfers who are kind of kidding themselves in terms of their their scoring irons when they want to go with a blade or a pro style iron. When, like you said. They have trouble. They they are not consistent hitting greens and can one hundred percent benefit right. from just going with something more forgiving in that iron specifically. Right. So, like we said, the reason to play a, a smaller, more compact blade style iron is because you get through the rough easier. You can shape it easier. You can flight it easier. Yes. That's the reason. Yep. If you're not doing those things. Uh, with your pitching wedge, then you don't need it. If you are with your pitching wedge, then not your nine iron, then do it there. But basically the, the, the next question is where do I break? So where do I split the set? So if, for example, you know, like let's say a common one is the eight iron, Yes. you know, like I feel really strong, uh, confident with my eight iron, but now with my seven iron, I'm more like 50, 50 on hitting greens. That might be a place to do it. But 
one question to ask yourself is from what distance is flighting it, shaping it, uh, not as important to you scoring or, or hitting it out of the rough. For example, if you're 200 yards out, yes. are you going to be flighting a ball out of the rough into the green? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. You just want to hit it straight and high, get it out of the rough, get on the green somewhere from 200 yards. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, uh, that's a win for uh, if 95% of golfers. If you are an elite tour player with your irons, like uh, – uh, like the Brian brothers. Yeah. In- incredible iron players. Those two guys. I know. If you're 200 out, you're putting it to 12 feet. If you're 150 out, you're putting it to six feet every mm-hmm. time. Yep. If that's you, then yeah, you probably need a pro style iron through the, through the bag. Yeah. But if from 200 yards or you decide what is that from, from 180 yards plus, I just want to hit it straight. That will help me hit greens more often. That will help me hit the green more than half the time then that's where you want to upgrade to a more forgiving larger club like the Apex, which is not even a big club, No, but it's more forgiving. No, it's a player's distance iron. You right. know what I mean? So with with what you just said right there, it makes a lot of sense. I want to add something. So we're kind of talking about if you have – let's we're talking Apex. So you have a full set of Apex Pro and – you have that 200 yard shot from the rough and you are struggling hitting the green or getting the flight, getting a good high launching club through the rough onto the green and you're struggling and you have all apex pro through the set. That's when you potentially want to look at something different for your longer irons, right? So if the longer irons are not going straight for you and you're missing greens because of a control issue, and you're not hitting it solid. Right, that's when you wanna. That's when you'd want to switch. So I yeah. personally play this combo set myself. Yeah, and, and the, well, the benefits. Okay, I might be going ahead just for a minute, but the there is such thing as an apex combo set that that splits it at the eight iron. Right, and all the lofts are adjusted already. Right, so that's so you're so yes, the most one of the most common places to split it is between the eight iron and the seven iron, like we said. Uh, the Apex Pro off the full set and the Apex full set do have different lofts, different loft packages across the set. So if you're going to piece together your own set, you have to be aware of that. If you yeah. buy the combo set, we take care of that for you. Mm-hmm. So what I was going to say is for, for me, when I asked myself that question, what is the club that after that club, I don't need to worry about flighting it, shaping, etc. For me, that's between the six and the five. So I have the Apex Pro through the six mm. and then I go uh, to the more forgiving option for four or five. Gotcha. And so in that instance, that's not a, that's, that's, that's a custom combo set, but the way that I've, but the way that I do it, it you have to choose which lofts are you going to adjust? Right. Cause you could either adjust your, your, uh, long irons. You can make the long irons weaker, weaker to match the apex pro loft package right, or so your can, gaps are, so your gaps are good. Or you can make the pros stronger to match the longer ones. Uh, I chose to make the longer ones weaker for two reasons. The first was from a longer distance to hit a straighter, I want more spin. Mm. So that's going to get a little weaker loft is going to get me more spin. Also by doing it that way, I only have to adjust two clubs yeah, instead, instead of, of five, five clubs. Right. So that was part of the, ma- the, the, the math there. But for, for me, the six iron goes about 195. 
outside of 195, I just want to hit it straight. It's because yeah. I need to get it back in play, or it's a long par three where we're just trying to hit the green. Mm-hmm. Just hit the green two putt, get out of there. Yeah. What about, Nate, someone who wants to take it a step further and they want to have a third iron in the bag? Yep. Which some of our professionals do. Like you. Right. So some of our professionals. All right. Let me, <laughs> let me uh, make that clear. Yes. So that usually, usually entails a different four iron. That's what I've kind of noticed as the trend. The long iron will usually be a standalone. Right. Typically. Yeah. Whether it's like a, I've seen standard apex in the bags. A Xander used to play a standard apex. Yep. Uh, Phil with an epic iron. Epic remember, pro. And an epic pro. Yep. And that was slowly in his forearm. Is that because that they want that forearm to maybe perform a couple different things or maybe one thing really good, such as hitting it off the tee where maybe it's low spin, it's a strong loft, and then their five iron kind of makes up the rest of the ground? Yeah, so for guys who are high spin players like a Phil Mickelson ha- – hitting like a hybrid or hitting a fairway wood will spin too much, especially when you're playing a course where maybe it's a really tight course drivers, too much club. You want to, these guys, I mean, they hit it really far, right? They want to have a club that they can hit 260 off the tee uh, very consistently. It's going to be an iron for these guys. So they're in, it's almost like a hybrid replacement is going with, a long forgiving iron. It's almost like a driving iron, but a right. little more compact. Like mm-hmm. an Epic Pro or an Apex is going to be more compact than a hybrid. Mm-hmm. So it's something that they could hit more out of the rough than a hybrid, for example. Yeah. But they know they can hit off the T260. So that's like treating each club as an in, in, as an individual for the use cases of what is what are the, what are the uses that I'm going to hit it between 220 and 240. Yeah. Let's get me the best club. Let's not worry about what's above it or below it, but let's get the best club for 220 to 240 based on how I want to hit that shot. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's kind of tough when you bring the tour player into this conversation because they will adjust their sets, their combo sets, in, based on conditions, based on the courses that they're playing. Whereas a lot of people listening to the show – um, maybe they're tour players. Maybe Phil's listening. Who knows? Um, he has commented on a couple shows in the past, so who knows? But a majority of the people listening to this aren't really going to adjust their uh, individual irons or uh, their sets based on the courses. They'll they'll pretty much bring the same set well, to every course. It'll be more like how do I hit a two hundred and ninety yard shot? Exactly. Or, uh, sorry, one hundred ninety yard shot. Right. How do I hit my 150 yard shot. How do I hit a 590 yard shot? How do I hit that? (laughs) The other one we didn't really cover is a a very popular three part combo set would be something like apex pro to the eight iron. Yep. uh, Then seven, six, five, maybe with standard apex. And then uh, four, three with the hybrid. Yeah. So a hybrid is a very valid part of blending any set. 100%. And so that's something where the most important thing I'd say probably the biggest takeaway from this podcast that I would like to get across to you is don't worry as much about the number. The numbers of the lofts are just an indicator, but the actual gapping is way more important than bingo. So hello. (laughs) So the actual gapping is more important than 
wh- how much uh, how many degrees it is. So you yes. know they might be three degrees from each other, and then you can match. You know, like let's say you weaken the the apex standard to match the loft packages of the pro, so they're all uh, three degrees, three and a half degrees difference. You may find that because of the technology and standard apex, it it happens to go farther. Right. And right. Regardless of what the loft is. Right. And then yeah. the same is going to be the case for hybrids, especially. So some people really like nuke their hybrids. Mm-hmm. And so, so for those people, maybe having a hybrid and an iron at the same loft number will actually yeah. get you about 10 or 12 yards of distance difference. Yeah. So the actual distance is far more important when blending any set than the actual loft number or the, or the club number. Yeah. Because you could have a four iron and a four hybrid and they are one club difference in, in distance. So, okay. So let's kind of uh, wrap this up. So first, first question I have for you, Nate is where, where would somebody kind of do this testing? Like, so say somebody has a full set of apex pro irons and they're like, you know what? I actually am not that consistent with those lower irons. Like this actually makes a ton of sense if I were to go to an apex iron, but like what, how would they start that? How would they start that process? Where would they go? How would they test the numbers? Like, would they just go to their local so your local or? golf shop or your local uh, fitter? Yeah. will be able to help you with that. They'll have the demo sets. You can hit, the you know your gamer seven iron let's say that for you it's around the seven iron is when you don't hit it quite as solid yeah then you can hit the apex standard seven iron for example mm-hmm. um and you can test that the way to measure it so if you do have access to a launch monitor the way to measure it is you want between four to six hundred rpms of backspin less with each club higher that you go so mm-hmm. your six iron should spin about four to 600 RPMs less than your seven iron. So if you're hitting, you know, let's say you hit eight iron, you hit seven iron, you got 500 RPMs of backspin difference. That's great. Yeah. Then when you go to the six iron, you see that there's 800 less. Mm -hmm. That could be a good indicator for you that you should switch iron types. Yeah. That you should either go to a more forgiving iron or switch to a hybrid uh, or switch to a driving iron or switch to a fairway wood even. Yeah. Like at at the top end of the bag. Because then you're going to have consistent spins, your uh, which will help you with more consistent gapping and distance control. So if you have access to a launch monitor, yeah. that's like the most technical way to go about it. Yeah, and I just want to reiterate that maybe it's one club or let's just say two clubs. Maybe it's the four and five iron. Maybe those two clubs in particular that you have a, a player iron in those two irons. And they're the ones that give you the most trouble because that's what we commonly see. That's those are uh, a lot of the questions that we get uh, with just like the two longer irons. Don't just replace those two irons. Say you're playing Apex Pro. Don't just put a four and a five iron of Apex because the gapping between those two irons and then your six iron Apex Pro could be pretty substantial. So. Don't just don't just throw those irons in. You have to experiment because if you get on the golf course and you know, usually hit your Apex Pro 5 iron 205 yards and That's you're 200 and you're 205 yards away and now you hit the Apex 5 iron and you hit that thing 215 yards or whatever it is, you know, it's just not the it's not the smart move to just throw those clubs in the bag. Either go to the range, uh, get a demo from from your shop 
that, that's you know they they're usually pretty good with that but don't just go to the range just because of the number it's you could see substantial uh, uh, carry distances and spin characteristics and all that on the flip side let's say you're playing a full set of apex um or a similar more you know game improvement style iron and you are hitting you know let's say with the eight iron you're hitting 90 90 95 percent of greens but the time you don't hit greens or you don't hit it close is because your club gets stuck out of the rough. Mm. That would be the time to say on the low end of my bag, should I go for something that can cut through the rough a little easier, get a little more spin out of the mm -hmm. rough, mm -hmm. allow me to control the golf ball better, but only if you're hitting a lot of greens. And if you want to get – and if you're hitting it real solid with your Apex Pro don't, short don't irons. Don't say it. Don't say it. You just may want to just give a quick little glance over to the muscle backs just for are, just for hahas. Those are the muscle backs. The best use of the muscle backs are for in the family room while you're watching TV and you need something to hold in your hand. That's the best use for a muscle back for anyone out there. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, yeah, and if you're curious about what the loft packages are with standard Apex, with Apex Pro, and with the apex pro combo set uh just go to callawaygolf.com and there's a little button called specs on each of the product pages and it'll be a little pop-up document with all the loft packages for for each of the sets just in case you're curious um, and if you're not sure what the lofts are on your clubs right now you could also take them to a local shop get them checked out um you know try to match them up and if you're, you know, if there's, if there are wide gaps in between some of your irons, get them adjusted so that, you know, the gapping is more consistent. Um, yeah. And let us know if you're having any trouble with this, because we could obviously help you out. Um, just hit us up on the Callaway Twitter account or the Callaway community or Nate, the live show, the live show, Sirius XM PJ tour radio five to six Pacific eight to nine Eastern every single Monday. And let us know, because this is a topic that comes up often. And it's a fun topic because you could you could you could get fun with your set. You know, we, you could get crazy with it. We could even give out your cell phone number. Seven six zero. Never mind. That's all I'm going. Nine 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 nine. Uh yeah, this was uh this was a lot of fun. This was a topic that we've been meaning to talk about. So uh would love to hear your feedback. Leave some reviews. Any uh, last words, Nate, before we, we send the people off into the world to check their lofts? Well, their I thank people for listening to The Fitting Room, but we're yeah. just one of the many podcasts on the Cali Podcast ah, Network. Ah, indeed we are. Yes. The Ship Show with Jeff Newbark. Uh, actually, that's like a rotating cast. Yeah, it is. It used to be me and Jeff specifically, but I haven't been on the last, I think, like six shows. So rotating You're cast. You're a fitting room guy. There's the putting podcast with Luke Williams. That's a good one. And Sean Toulon, where they talk, where they take deep dives into putter specific topics. The girls in golf podcast with Lex. All that stuff. That's right. Yeah, a lot of podcasts. Nice and the growing network. network. Yeah, the yeah. growing network. So thank you guys for listening. And we will catch you next time on the fitting room.